Welcome to the Legacy Life Podcast with me, your host, Sarah Parks. I'm a mum of three, an author, speaker, legacy coach, and lover of transformation. I help female entrepreneurs create family and financial freedom fast so you can have a calm, happy family and a thriving online business where you are living your legacy life. In this space, I will be talking about family freedom, financial freedom and ways that you can create your legacy life. Welcome everyone to this episode of the Legacy Life podcast. Today I have got Melissa with me and she works with parents uh, and children, but most, mostly the parents, uh, to help them with challenging um, situations where they have um ODD so she's going to tell you what that is because there'll be people listening who don't know what that is Uh, she has experience of working with children with ADHD as well and autism so what I I'm so excited to have her here today and I'm just going to flag up I am husky today I am on day what is it day five of a cold and I've got that gorgeous husky going on (laughs) I just thought I'd flag that up. If you're thinking, whoa, she sounds different. I've got, I've got that going on. So that's, uh, that's pretty cool. So <laughs> I'm excited. Yeah. Welcome, Melissa. It's great to have yeah, you here. Thank you. Hello. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. I'm getting better every day. And yesterday I had no voice at all. So we weren't recording this yesterday. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm glad it is today then. Yeah, absolutely. So one of the reasons I'm excited to have you on is, um, you know, I, I people listen to this podcast, they might, may or may not know, but I talk a lot about legacy. I talk about our purpose, like what it is we want to do in the world, what impact we want to have, what difference we want to make um, in our own families, in our businesses and in our lives. And um I'm always connecting with people and I've connected with you, which is amazing because you're a specialist, you know, that's not the only reason you're just a gorgeous mom and lovely person, Hmm. but I love to have specialists who I can refer to, you know, as a business owner and as a woman who works with families um, you know, I work around a particular skill set, which is incredible, which is amazing, which is timeless, you know, the how to talk to kids will listen skills and the love languages and all the stuff that I bring into my work are great uh, and timeless. And I what I see as well is that lots of other modalities have sprung from from, you know, the these ones that have been going longer. Uh, but I work across the board. Right. And then there are people like you who specialize, people like you who have expertise in certain areas, and that is so needed. So tell us a bit about what it is you do. What is that expertise that you have? Well, I work with parents of children with oppositional defiant disorder, um, which are children that are very 
extremely oppositional and defiant, and they are challenging their parents all day long. So parents are very stressed, they are overwhelmed, um, they feel hopeless, mm -hmm. and they are desperate for a solution. So they're asking questions all around to all people they know. Um, and I find that there is a lot of misinformation on that regarding this condition. So mm. sometimes parents come to me with a completely mistaken um, uh, view of this disorder. Mm. Um, so so I can, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Sorry, I, it's me interrupting. Let me carry on. You help them, and then I'll ask you the question. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. No, it's just. Yes, yeah, so I basically, I help them understand what the disorder is. I help them understand what can really be done about it, how mm. they can overcome the disorder. Mm. Mm. I help them believe that overcoming the disorder is possible. Mm -hmm. um, because some of them, they will think, okay, this is it. This is going to be like this for the rest of my life. And they start really looking for help in places where they're really not going to find um, the steps they need to overcome the disorder. And they end up being stuck in this pattern where, you know, to treat the disorder, treat the disorder, and instead of treating the child. And Oh, do you know, you saying this, it's just, it just makes me think about our society as a whole and how yeah. we are how we approach physical health mental health you know yeah. and that thing of treating symptoms or treating what's going on rather than actually get into the cause actually getting to the root and yeah. having skills and resources that that support you know to be our fullest selves from that place of health like like coming back into balance coming back into health yeah yeah. you know which it sounds like what you're talking about here yeah it is what i'm talking about yes i Amazing. believe that because people sometimes they get very stuck on trying to understand why because there are lots of theories around odd mm -hmm. how did it start but all the theories none of them are 100 percent conclusive right um so the truth is and we can talk about a few of them at some point, like here, if you want. But the point is, it doesn't matter. That's exactly what just came into my head. But does it matter why, you know? Yeah, it doesn't matter if the child has it because they've been to trauma, if the child has it because there was like whatever attachment issues. It doesn't matter. What it matters is like, what are we going to do about it? How can we yes. heal the relationship? Because it is very, very disrupting for the family. and some people get extremely depressed yeah. they have a they experience as parents is very frustrating it's not joyful it's not pleasant mm -hmm. um but it can exhausting. be exhausting exhausting right yes exhausting yeah. and then they get into a cycle where they feel so exhausted so hopeless and then the way they discipline the child like is not the most effective way to discipline a child with oppositional defined disorder but they don't know they're mm -hmm. just doing what they learn they're just doing your society toes that they, yeah. they usually I, I mean, raising know, child children the way they've been raised and the mm. same you know it's the same with parents 
you know, I work, some will be experiencing what you're, you're talking about. Some will have children with oppositional defiant disorder, but many won't. And it's just like, it's the same with all parenting. Like we parent from what we know, we re yeah. repeat those patterns, you know, nobody teaches you the skills actually that yeah. you need to parent in a respectful way, to parent in a way that um, supports you and your child be their best self right so yeah. um that's something we have to learn and you know like you say people can look in all kinds of places for that um yeah. where they won't necessarily find it yeah so I, I want to go back and unpick a little bit from what you've said so okay. I, I'm trying to hold everything in my head I'm like oh my gosh that's oh my gosh that's amazing that's there's juice there. there's juice there. I mean the trauma thing I mean you, we could go down a whole rabbit hole with that like what is that yeah because often people think trauma has to be something massive it's not necessarily right um but that's a whole nother conversation I think yeah but going back to ODD oppositional defiance disorder there's three things there right there's yeah. the oppositional part like what does that look like well that looks like a child that they will literally say no to absolutely everything that is not just a sorry I'm going to start again because sometimes it's not about saying no it's just choosing to do exactly the opposite of what is being offered to them. Mm -hmm. So if you say to your child, okay, so let's um, have a bath and then you can um, go do this puzzle. Mm -hmm. Then the child will go and say, oh no, I wanna do the puzzle first and then I wanna have a bath. Okay. Or you would say, okay, so you go to the bath first and your sister goes later. Oh no, I don't wanna be the first, I want my sister to be the first. Okay. So it's this constant need of making the choice which is the choice they want, which is differently than the one being offered or on the table. Okay, so look, I'll have parents listening and I'll be honest, most parents be going, oh my gosh, my child's got oppositional defiant disorder because yeah. all children do that. So let's let's dig yeah, deeper into, so what, what makes it the disorder part? Because like- Well, all because it is, it is, First of all, you have toddlerhood. So toddlers will do, they will say no to a lot of things. They yeah. will test boundaries and all these things. And some toddlers can be very difficult and it can be very stressful, especially for first time moms. And when the they learn no, oh my gosh, they use it, don't they? Yeah. I mean, really, for they everything. use it. It's just like, no, 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 no. Yeah. I've got my word. I've got the word. Yeah. I can say no. I can go no. Whoa. And they really yeah. play with that, right? They really use it. They really explore yeah. it, right? They explore it. Yeah, they explore it exactly, and they need to know where does up to where can they go. So that's a natural thing, and that's okay. But oppositional defined disorder is not something you will find on a two-year-old or three-year-old. Some children are going to be very, very strong-willed, and that can be very stressful. Mm -hmm. But when we're talking about being extremely oppositional, I am talking about um, children that are turning four five-year-olds and this toddlerhood phase has not gone away but has right. become worse and yeah. I'm talking about on a 12-hour period like from breakfast to dinner you had sometimes 
10 arguments and power struggles within one day mm -hmm. for absolutely everything. I'm not talking about a child that says, I don't want to have a bath now mm -hmm. and says, um, I don't want to tidy up now. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about a child that will literally talk back to you just like if they were a lawyer for mm -hmm. 45 minutes, mm -hmm. you know, arguing with you over every single thing over putting the shoes on to get out of the house to pick up your older child in school so you basically see yourself in a position it's like i have two options i'm going to drag this child against their will and mm -hmm. run to school i'm going to have to call school and say i can't make it because mm -hmm. my child is too big and i can't pick them up they they will it is more in depth than just yeah. having a child that says no for a few things throughout the day and it can be stressful mm -hmm. but he's is a child that will say i'm not gonna have this ice cream even if it's his favorite ice cream mm -hmm. just okay. for the pleasure pleasure of saying no this is not what i'm gonna do he's yeah. a child that won't listen to any consequences they, they won't care they simply yeah. don't care about consequences it doesn't uh -huh. work with them yeah. And parents go like, my God, I try consequences. I try positive encouragement. I try this. I try that. Nothing works. They don't care if I'm going to take the TV time away. Mm -hmm. That's not going to make them say yes. Mm -hmm. They just don't get it, you know, mm -hmm. because they have like an interest-based brain. So they will do what they want. Mm -hmm. so, so this is really great to get that distinction because mm -hmm. like I, you know, I work with, I've worked with parents who, you know, their child is having like multiple kind of meltdowns or outbursts, you know, like getting yeah, overwhelmed multiple. in multiple in a day, you know, and I take people from that place of having multiple in a day to like, well, we haven't had one all day or we haven't had one all week or wow, yeah. it's been two weeks. Right. So the, some of the work we do is similar. Right. Mm. And I get that there is a point where ah there's more there's a point where it's it's it you know because some people will have that and will have children and maybe I've worked with people with ODD and I haven't necessarily realized and what I do has helped however yeah. what I recognize is you know there there is there are times when you do need to go to a specialist there are times when you do need to so it's like getting where that for me it's interesting to see well where's that point because a lot of what you're talking yeah. about is kind of similar to what I do but there's a point where it's I suppose it's more extreme right it's, it's more, more extreme, extreme and constant it's more extreme it's more constant the child is not just uh, about saying no the child uh, gets into a very negative mm -hmm. uh, state of being mm -hmm. so it's a child that will always focus on the negative stuff mm -hmm. will always um, blame others for the things that they can't do or hasn't worked mm -hmm. they will say things like oh it's always your fault you make me do it and it's that child that doesn't seem to have fun with fun things that normal children would really thrive from doing Okay. You know, yeah, it's a yeah. child that will get to a playground and instead of getting excited to see a couple of friends from school, they're going to get very negative and they're going to get angry and they're going to say things like, I don't want to go and play with them. Okay. Out of nothing. Yeah. And it's just like, oh my God, I just want you to be happy. Just go and have some fun. Desire your friends from school. Yeah. yeah and the yeah. child 
stuck into that very negative it is a state of mind like yeah as well is and it's very sad and heartbreaking to see in your child yes yes it's horrible you know, i mean it's so this is so interesting because the question that's just come into my head is is there a spectrum with this because when i hear you talking i can i can just i'm like my child does that my child does that my child does that right yeah, because I, you know, I do have a child who can be really negative, who, um, you know, will t- to a certain degree, but it's like not constant. And maybe it's just I have amazing skills. So maybe my child would be different because mm-hmm. like the thing is. The kind of skills I know some of our skills overlap, right? Yeah. And the kind of skills that we use and you have more in your toolkit that's really specific and a specialist. Mm-hmm. Um. I've been using them since my kids were like, could talk or before they could talk, right? So it's like, I've never had a time when I haven't really been using those skills. You know, I I didn't come to them later. I came before I had my kids and then started using them from when my eldest was one. So it's interesting for me to listen to you and think, gosh, would my child, if I didn't have these skills, would it have escalated and me end up where with what you're talking about? Do you know? Yeah, and that, that is a very you know? important point. Yes. Wow. I, I just think particularly because my child does quite, one of my children does quite a lot of what you're talking about hmm. on a sm- tiny scale. And of course we, we manage it. We have skills. We use our skills. Duh, 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 right. Yeah. Um, and we find it tiring sometimes, but it's not like that complete exhaustion and we don't know what to do and all that kind of bit. But I just yeah. think maybe we would be in that place if we didn't have the skills. I mean, it, that that this is a revelation to me because I've just thought, wow, I could be in I that position. Yeah, I think that is definitely the case for for many people because what I what I what I see happening is that at first people parents are not sure if it is or it isn't Mm. so you have two types of parents you have the ones that I mean you have many types but let's say if I were putting two categories you have one that thinks is a phase is not really sure if it is Mm -hmm. if it isn't Mm -hmm. um takes a very long time to take action because they think maybe this is just a phase maybe this child just just misbehaving is a spoiled child and then they will use this traditional parenting techniques which completely backfired like I said consequences Mm -hmm. and punishments do not work with children with oppositional defined disorder Mm -hmm. it brings more defiance and it brings more stress to the life of the family yeah so so, so and then you have the other parent which the child is three years old and they decide that the child has ODD maybe is autistic has anxiety SPD and the parent itself thinks the child has all those things without even having a proper diagnosis. Mm-hmm. So have both parents, that this type of parents, that one will wait too long and the other one will be super desperate thinking, labeling the child with all these conditions. But that's all because they don't have these skills we are talking about. Mm-hmm. Because this way of parenting is quite new. Mm-hmm. Like, 30 years ago, that wasn't the case to parent children the way in a respectful way. Well, do, do one... you know, it's the, the thing that I find incredible 
because yeah. you know I it's not new it's not new the knowledge the knowledge of this way of parenting is not new so like the ladies for instance who wrote the how to talk so kids will listen and listen so kids will talk books they wrote those in the 80s right yeah. they wrote the book in the 80s but it's like, so the knowledge has been there for a long time and they had 10 years before that. So from the seventies, they were using these skills, right? But it's like the knowledge staying with a small group of people and it not getting yeah. out, it not getting out into the masses, it not becoming part of our popular culture. And so mm. what's, you know, what I see has happened is that the old ways that don't work just get perpetuated and passed on generation after generation after generation. And so it's not that we didn't have, we haven't got the knowledge, the knowledge is there, but it's like, it's still, you know, I find it amazing that it's still, you know, the minority of people who find it, who get the access to it. And something I'm passionate about is getting this knowledge out to as many people as possible to empower as many families as possible so that you know they can have freedom with their parents and they don't have to repeat the patterns of the past they can break free from that and the crazy thing is it's a lot of the the skills are quite simple aren't they yeah but not not necessarily easy but simple yeah distinction isn't it yeah yeah (laughs) <laughs> I think they can be very simple, but I think one thing that is a big struggle is kind of knowing the balance between being pathetic, being respectful, and actually having the boundaries there. Yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, continue disciplining them. I don't like to use this word disciplining so much mm-hmm. because it's very misunderstood. But if we were to say, you know, you will, you can you can't have a respectful approach and still have the boundaries mm-hmm. there. Like children have to learn to respect those. And I think this balance is very hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Know. Where do I stop? You know, what is like to being a respectful parent? Mm-hmm. And yeah, and so this is the thing, you know, and I talk about this and I'm sure you do as well in your work as well, is that people can go into being permissive and like thinking yeah. to re- be respectful they have to just let their children do whatever they want it's not about that yeah you still need to have these firm loving I talk about firm loving boundaries like yeah. I have a whole module in one of my courses which is called dynamic discipline it's about yeah it's about having those loving firm boundaries because yeah. like we're holding space for our children their job is to push the boundaries. Our job is to hold the boundary and to hold space. So we yeah. there needs to be a boundary. There can't be no boundary. Otherwise, they don't feel safe. Yeah. And then they don't so, understand. They, leave, they don't understand how to be respectful themselves if they yeah. grow up with no boundaries. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They don't understand the concept of safe and unsafe mm-hmm. like behaviors. Yeah, um, yeah. So I think it's, it's the same with choices, for instance. I see like, so some people are really against choices because they think, oh, some some parents who just let their children, their child choose whatever they want. And, and they will go and say, I won't give a choice to my four-year-old. Mm-hmm. But choices can be incredibly helpful, can be incredibly he- uh, healthy for the child. It helps with self-esteem, sense of independency. 
but what is the age appropriate choice for that child that's the key and that's what you, yeah. that's brilliant what you just said it's that age appropriate choice right yeah and choice within choice. limits as well because yeah. there are limits so and there may be a choice that they can choose that yeah. don't over, it's not overwhelming yeah. It's not about the boundaries and the, the limits within mm -hmm. the house. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I think all these skills, it is, in one way, it's simple. Mm -hmm. In another way, it's quite hard to nail those skills on your own. On your own, it's hard. I mean, look. Very hard. It's, it is hard on your own. And, you know, which is why we both do what we do, right? Yeah. You yeah. Know, because it, maybe you'll do something else. Maybe you are a lawyer. Maybe just mm -hmm. a stay-at-home mom and you have never really really read much about parenting or maybe mm -hmm. you just work with something else and you don't have time to, to yeah. do as much so you will nail all these skills because if your child is an easygoing child parenting is easy mm -hmm. but if your child is a very strong-willed child or a child that will develop oppositional defiant disorder even if it's mild mm -hmm. it, a completely different experience yeah and yeah, those yeah. simple skills that you will like you know you will read janet lansbury which i love her but with your oldie child simply not enough mm -hmm, it's mm -hmm. like oh my god it makes so much sense but it's not working for me and it is that thing of knowing like when it's enough and do you know what's made me think i i i think i need to get you to come and do a session on that, that deeper part you know um yeah. on really knowing what it is where you know when you need more when you need more support and also um you know some skills that are, are maybe a little bit deeper and yeah. and you know there's a difference you know I see it with the work that I do you know I work with people in groups I have people doing my short courses um, that are maybe a few days, right? Um, mm. I work with people over three months. Uh, you know, I work with people over six months, you know, and um, I work with people one-to-one. -one. And when you work one-to-one -one with people or in intimate, really small groups, the, the transformation is just so much bigger than what you can get from a book or what you can get from a podcast or yeah. anything. You know, it's like, it's on an absolute other level, you know? Yeah. 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 It's very, yeah, it's very, it can be really transformational, very intensive. Yeah. So this is what I love about, and it's, mm -hmm. my last client, for example, she asked me, she was think she was scared because she said, my son, was doing therapy online with this lady, but he really mm. didn't enjoy. He did first. He didn't want to sit down. He didn't want to be on the call. He did, and I'm thinking to myself, of course he doesn't want. He's ten. He's not as young, like a five or a seven year old. Mm -hmm. But still, they don't want to sit on on, on on in front of Zoom and do mm -hmm. interaction with a therapist. And I totally mm -hmm. understand why because they're not made for this sort of interaction. They are mm -hmm. children. They need to be running, playing, jumping, climbing. Mm and doing all those wonderful things that is super health, healthy for their brain. But um, then I said to her, oh, but I am not going to be seeing him. My sessions are not with him. Mm -hmm. My sessions are with you. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because he starts from within. 
it, it will start with you. I am sure that there is a lot going on with you as well. Yeah, and yeah. We need to make sure you are in a good place so you can practice all these wonderful skills that I'm going to share with you. Mm -hmm. Because, mm -hmm. like, I have a 12 module course which mm -hmm. they get access to when we work together. And they have lifetime access to this mm -hmm. because you can use for the rest of your life with all the siblings and even within yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in terms of mental health and well-being and self-regulation with a parent. Uh -huh, yeah. Um, so then she was a bit like not sure because she was so down that she mm -hmm. was like, I don't know if I have the energy. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I'm like, okay, but so that is the number one question I have for you. Because you might say, okay, I want to go ahead. I want to work with you. But if you're not in a place where you have the energy to start the work within yourself, mm -hmm. then we're not going to achieve any results because you have to start. The transformation starts with the parent, parent mm -hmm. like, mm -hmm. in terms of values, of how they discipline, how they feel mentally and all this. And we will work with the child parallel to this. But truly, I haven't met him like, I haven't had one session with him. I saw him, she introduced me to him, etc. Hello, hello. And she is now like, oh my God, I had so many. So the results have been so amazing that I almost yeah. feel like I don't need help anymore. But I know I do. Because uh -huh. I know there will be challenges. I know there will be. There are other modules and other skills that I still have not gone through. Mm -hmm. but so good to not feel so desperate to yeah. feel that, oh, things can actually get better. Oh yeah. my God, I can actually have fun with my child at home, setting mm -hmm. up the table for dinner. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, I can. Oh, said, I love I can these transformations. Play dates, which yeah. I haven't done in over two years. Wow. That's huge. It's like isn't it? I had uh mom's friends coming and they have kids the same age two different ones that she moved country so she's making new friends and she's like i'm so happy because i can actually do that without being scared mm -hmm. and you know we only been working together for three months and it's so fascinating to see yes it's simple but it takes guidance sometimes yeah it is simple but not necessarily easy and I, yeah. I always say that to my parents you know that it's yeah. um uh but the tr it's worth it oh my gosh the transformation yeah. you're talking about is just like I love that you know taking people from that place of being um it's that sense of hopelessness to a place of confidence you know yeah. from yeah. that that's that sense of um and just you know, and and feeling like their child is happy, you know, yeah. as a parent, that's all we want. All we want is for our children to be happy, yeah. healthy, enjoy their life. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, health. it's like, it's priceless, really, you know, that transformation. Yeah. So I'm going to ask you the question. What do you feel your legacy is? Well, I think I find, I think it starts from, I think I want to see the moms thrive and have positive experiences mm -hmm. because I know what it's like. I have a child that has challenged me in every single way for 
you know, he's five now. So it was very difficult to begin with. It took me a long time to understand. It took me a long time to face reality and she just goes like, okay, I think this is what he has. Um, it was very, very, I, it was very heartbreaking when I realized that that's what it was. Mm -hmm. I did not need to take him to any doctor and I made the choice not to mm -hmm. because I know enough to know that this is what it is, but I also know I can help him. Mm -hmm. And I have helped him enormously. Like we, over the last 18 months, especially, we are in a much better path. Mm -hmm. Like things like leaving the house is not a struggle anymore. Uh, many, many things that we used to go, oh my God, I, uh, I'm not looking forward to all these tasks on mm -hmm. my day because I know it's going to be very stressful. Um, I started feeling anxiety myself. Like I, I, I'm not on education or anything, but you know, it's just that heart beating very fast seconds mm -hmm. before you actually delegate the thing that needs to be delegated and you start getting upset and talking louder and being all anxious about it so all mm. this and you cry a lot and you question why is this happening to me mm -hmm. why is my life like this why is this so stressful why do i have to cry and argue so much every single day when mm -hmm. i'm not the one wanting to argue <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Have a normal life. Yeah, I'm just yeah. trying to take it to the playground for you. If yes. it was up to me, I'll be going to a pub for a drink for my friends. <laughs> yeah, this is for you, and you don't want to go, and this is infuriating. Yeah, and I know it, it breaks relationships mm -hmm. with the child, with partners. So for me, this is the one thing I want. I don't want ever parents, mums, to feel the way I once felt. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's my main one purpose so, so how is it how is it for you now then so you know a, a 18 months ago it sounds like things were much more of a struggle yeah. and now what's it like now now is like I am in a much better place myself because mm -hmm. I also do work on myself yeah which I think is a crucial thing that sometimes moms and and dads they don't do because they prioritize the entire family especially moms over themselves mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. without actually realizing that they need help themselves as well because parents of children like this they are usually really really stressed like really really stressed yeah yeah um, so I start doing working work with myself I work on like releasing energy uh, negative emotions and negative feelings and negative thoughts mm -hmm. um, so I do a lot of work on that so I feel much better I feel much more positive so I have a lot more patience to mm -hmm. do the right thing mm -hmm. because allowing feelings and knowing to coach a child through it is very triggering mm -hmm. so if mm -hmm. got in a good place he is um thriving in many ways he's now making developing good friendships in his school which at the beginning was a concern he was always very negative we had chat with the teachers mm -hmm. um, and one of my biggest fears was oh my god this child never gonna like school this is going to be a nightmare for the rest of my life yeah you yeah, know because yeah. a child that doesn't like school doesn't have a good experience it's a child that doesn't like to study that eventually not gonna go to university and all this. I know because I didn't like school myself at some point. So I know where you can go. So he 
he's making friends now. He has like a couple of great friends that he really likes. He is learning to play with other people without him needing to be in charge of every single game, every single moment. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of less struggles. He sleeps through the night. That one is massive. Oh my gosh. Every yeah. parent out there going, oh, yeah. yes. He's, he's just, and he's positive <laughs> and he's confident with his skills instead of feeling that. And he has, like emotional intelligence like he will say things like um oh i wish i could remember what he said a couple of days ago it's just like we're talking about how breathing helps calm the brain yeah and he was explaining to me that he has a tube that goes from here to here and that when this tube activates this is when his brain starts feeling calmer but usually when he is not very calm he doesn't like to play he likes to be on his own so he can, you know, so I watch him oh, saying all these beautiful things. And I think, oh, my God, we are we are getting to a really wonderful place where he actually, by the age of 10, will know yeah. more about his, his own feelings than I've done up to the age of 35. Well, that's it. And that's the legacy. That's what I think yeah. is the legacy. It's like giving our children what we didn't necessarily have, those tools because you know that with us learning the tools we share them with them and then they grow up right already being in this kind of beautiful emotional place where they know how to give themselves what they need they know how to regulate themselves they know how to have empathy you know for all the relationships they have in their lives I mean it is just gorgeous we put them on that path yeah so much so, earlier so that yeah, probably yeah. took us years to do and I just think that that is the legacy right yeah. it's just like wow so yeah, yeah. so I think you will start with a mom mm-hmm. which will, is like a is like a, a chain yeah that then will go to the child then this child will be a happier child a child that will not develop anxiety that will not be depressed by the age of 15 and will yeah, be a yeah. child that will thrive be yeah. a healthy adult building a better world so that's what we're so doing guys that's yeah, it that's yeah. it everyone it's, she has said it yeah that's what we're doing we're so building a better world children <laughs> will grow up and be turning to much healthier adults than yeah. us overall speaking the our generation and build a much better world and raise much better children in terms of like not much better but more self-aware of how they feel and you know, understanding relationships within each other. And instead of like having 50% of marriage ending in divorce, people well, yeah, yeah, yeah. actually learn to regulate themselves and work on their relationships. Yeah. And the I world mean, would be a much happier place. Of so course. That's, that's the idea, I guess, to to make sure that we do our little bit with ourselves and we pass on to our children, that will pass on to somebody else, that will pass on to somebody else. And we will, you know, in 50 mm-hmm. years, have a society filled with people that have respectful relationships within each other, you know, instead of bullying each other, uh, being involved in abusive relationships, Mm -hmm, having mm -hmm. been abused by their parents, you know, Mm -hmm. because all this comes from where? Where did it start? This parent that abuses a child, Mm -hmm. how was they 
childhood, how were mm-hmm. they raised? What mm-hmm. happened? Because there is always something. And that's called- it. And that's it. And that is, you know, it's having the skills, having the knowledge, yeah. having the support to break these cycles, to break these negative yeah. patterns, to go, you know, if if you're in that situation, that it stops with me. Like, I'm yeah. not doing it that way. No, yeah. I choose, I choose this, this path. I choose this path. Mm. I choose to empower myself. I choose to empower my child. I choose yeah. to learn the skills and to, yeah, to, yeah. to have, create a new story. That's what we're doing. Create we're a new creating story. a new story. Yeah. And this is so powerful, but it's also a conscious choice. Yes. You have got to say, okay, I'm going to do this differently. Yeah. Because otherwise you just no, you're just gonna go with the flow and yeah. you know things can get very stressful mm-hmm. and it can be too late. Like one thing that you said Although about I the- will say, I will say, right? And I think we do need to wrap up because we <laughs> we've been on okay. quite a long time, but we need to wrap up, right? But what I think I will say, I don't believe it's ever ever too late, right? It is great. Yeah. The earlier you can do it, the better. The earlier you can do it, yeah. the better. It's going to make life easier the earlier we learn these amazing skills that will support us, whether people come to me, to you, to, you know, uh, to another specialist. But learning these skills early on makes a massive, massive difference. However, I always say to people, it is never, ever too late you can do this anytime like don't feel like oh well my child's 10 and I've missed the boat or they're 15 and it's no, too no. late yeah or, that's not you know? what I mean no yeah, I just yeah. mean when I say too late I mean it gets too deep mm-hmm. that it is harder it's always harder possible. yeah yeah always possible but harder yeah and I mean especially for the parent if the parent gets mm-hmm. too much of a dark hole you know when you feel yeah. like oh my god this is too much for me yeah like you have to try and do something before you get to this point so that's the message isn't it the sooner you do this like yeah. the sooner you yeah. learn don't wait to skills. see if yeah if don't wait to see if it doesn't matter what people around you say mm-hmm. just your gut feeling say okay i need help go and find the help you need you know and just yeah. make sure you find a help because if your goal is to overcome the disorder You've got to find a mentor that believes in that. Because if you want to overcome opposition or defined disorder and you end up in a psychiatrist, I am sorry, but you're going to end up taking medication for any other condition because you don't treat ODD with medication. But they will say, maybe he has ADHD, maybe he's autistic, maybe he's this, maybe he's that. So you treat this other condition with a hope that will minimize the symptoms of oppositional defined disorder which is all many many you know in many many cases it's not really what happens so if you really want to overcome the disorder you have to find a mentor that believes that overcoming the disorder is possible and will give you the tools you need to overcome the disorder because otherwise you're not going to get your desired result you're going to be stuck on a route of medication and psychiatrists and therapists always asking for help and never really achieving what you wanted in the first place that's so brilliant and I think that's a great place for us to finish up it's like being really clear about what your goal is what do you want and finding the right place to achieve that goal yes yeah I just think 
yeah that that is that is brilliant right well do you know we need to finish up I yeah. definitely need to do another session don't we oh my goodness <laughs> for sure yeah um, talking about it for hours I know <laughs> I, uh, yeah because because well there's just so much there's so much to yeah. unpack here isn't there and, I, I I, and we didn't like even to, we didn't I even just, touch on ADHD but you know touch on autism yeah, but we can true. have another conversation about that because I, I know like you're working in those fields too add a quick thing just because yeah. like you say like some parents who listen to this and go like oh maybe my child has this so I just wanted to to make sure to say that um this is more than just a child that is strong-willed is mm-hmm. more okay mm-hmm. more is is really really more intense for the parent for the family is for the child itself mm-hmm. uh, involves a lot of negative behavior mm-hmm. involves a lot of argument a lot of back talk is more than the is is more than the norm mm-hmm. is more you will know when it's too much okay yeah yeah it's like is is you will know when it's too much because it's, it's beyond your control mm-hmm, mm-hmm. every day for a period of at least six months. Okay. Constantly. Okay. Oh my gosh. It's uh, just, I'm exhausted just thinking about it. <laughs> and it's important yeah. to know that sometimes they show the behavior in one place, don't show in another, like they will do at home but not doing school. Mm-hmm. oh that's and, good to know yeah it's yeah, or yeah. the or the other way around mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and some people go like oh I don't see that on him exactly yeah yeah and, and also, often they keep, often they keep that for home where they feel safest don't they yeah you know yeah. It's, it's usually at home isn't it let's face it and I just like to add one quick last thing if there is any sort of behaviors like hurting animals mm-hmm. you know sometimes even killing a cat or killing a dog um, or being a proper bully with the younger sibling okay. and not feeling the remorse, mm-hmm. then that's because you really, really need to do something ASAP, like don't wait any longer because mm-hmm. it is possible. Children can develop the skill of empathy. They can, mm-hmm. but you need to do something to help them. Yeah. yeah, I just want to say that because sometimes parents will post stuff like that. My son has been doing this and they have not got any help yet. Okay, like, that's like a big red, red flag. So red get the flag, help. Yeah. Get the flag. help. That's a really great one to finish on. Like, yeah. th- that's a real red flag. Get the help. Okay. Yeah, get the help. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you as well for inviting me. That was that great. Was great to have you on.